Hello and welcome to The I Word. This podcast may contain some strong language. Welcome back to the I Word and to Volume Six. I'm your host Andy Sellers, and today's episode is with Sam Marshall. So I've known Sam for a long, long time now. We both did youth theatre together when she was still an actor, and now she's studying the technical theatre course at RADA, where it leads into all kinds of aspects of uh, the tech career in the theatre. So let's get into it. So thank you for coming on, Sam. Really Thanks appreciate it. for having me. This is really natural, really natural way to start. Um, so you will know because you're very kind and you've listened to quite a few of the episodes. I've listened to that. I always everyone. start. <laughs> <laughs> My number one fan. I really I appreciate it, man. I know. Uh, um, uh, I, so you know that I always start with the same question, which is. Which is. Where was the last time you felt you wanted to? Dot dot dot. Dot dot dot. Very good. Whatever. Very good. Just like we just like we rehearsed. I know. Well, there we go. <laughs> um, so, when was the last time you wanted to dot dot dot? Because I know you do different things. Uh, yeah. Um, we'll we'll go with stage management, I guess, because that's mm-hmm. that's that that's the main one. Um, mm-hmm. I think. The, the last time that I got that urge was probably when we got the email just after January telling us that we weren't going back. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and it was an email that was, it was, I don't know who wrote it. It was wrote really bizarrely. And it was, it basically said, uh, it's looking like we're not gonna return until March. And if we can't return then, then the course is basically null and void and this year's dead. Not not in so many words, but essentially we're saying that. And I think everyone just freaked out because they were like, if if that ends, that's an entire year's worth of my education. Or like what's gonna happen with, with like costs and funding, what's gonna happen? Do I have to now do another year? Which for me at the ripe old age of 23 and 11 months, you know, that's, that's a panic. So I was like, oh my God. And I, I don't, like, we've had these announcements before and I didn't really get emotional, but I cried and, and was like, ups, like really upset that we weren't going to go back. And I think that was a moment where I was like, I just really want to do it. Like, I just want to learn and I just want to be taught things and I just want to be in shows and know how to do things. I'm not, I don't get to do that because this whole mess of COVID, but um, that was probably the last time, I think. That's really interesting. I mean, it <laughs> sounds horrifying, <laughs> but um, uh, how, how, 
the school that you are at. I'll leave it open for you to say what the school you're at is. Okay. How has the school you're at dealt with dealing with COVID? To be fair, I I think they've done a pretty good job. They they were strict from the offset. Like they there was there was like no masks off. Absolutely, there was room capacities that we have to abide by. Um, which has caused issues anyway because of rehearsals. Um, having big casts of 12 maxes the capacity anyway, which then stops any creative tech creatives coming in the room, which it, it's a nightmare. Um, but they've abided by it. They've had room capacities on every single room. They've made us wear masks. We get temperature checked every time we go in the building. Um, any symptoms like that's it we're out until we get tested they've they've been really good and we didn't we didn't get shut down until the last week of last term and that was an extended week where majority of the school had gone so it was just a, a fair like a small amount of us on this one show and that got shut down because I think two people got it but it was mm. like the last, we'd gone so long. We'd, we'd done such a good ride. And I'd heard that other schools had had to have like entire classes taken out or um, mm. had different rules. It's, it is really interesting finding out what the other schools are doing because I know that some of them don't wear masks. Some of them, you just mm. go in and that's it. You're, you're like free to do whatever. And I don't know whether that's an agreement they've got that you sign a contract that you're not going to hang out with anyone outside mm. of that school I don't know but they've they've been strict with us and the teachers were monitoring how close we were as well like constantly but uh, guys two meters please two meters <laughs> so even mm. I was trying to like shift and lug equipment and stuff they were constantly like um guys sorry no you, you need to <laughs> you need to just space out carrying that giant piece of scaff please um <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah no they they've been good I think they've been really good and so um, you know lugging around giant bits of scaff as you say mm-hmm. uh, is not something that I I imagine is easily transferable online so no. um, <laughs> how how is the uh, how was it I suppose because you uh, this is your third year so you had second year as well no, how is it second. like. You're in your second year? Yeah, I'm on second. I'm not doing third year. Oh, oh, thank God. I kind of thought like, oh my God, she's in fucking... Um, <laughs> she, I thought I thought for ages you were in third year. No. Oh, I knew that. I knew that. Yeah, of course, because Ben was in third year when you were in... Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, Ben, a mutual friend. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, and the... So, but yeah, so if you're... Despite that, you're in your second year of education at RADA. Yes. The, the, and it's still stage management and the, all kind of like tech side. Yeah. All of those skills are not easily sort of like put into an online uh, room or is that a, is that a perception that actually that the online learning has been pretty good? Um, it's, it's check like this set a few months has definitely been different to last year when we got chucked into it and I think everyone just freaked 
the fuck out. Mm. It's like, mm. how, how do we put this course online? How, like, how do we do that? And I think they, they tried. They gave it their best shot. It just didn't get that great feedback. Um, I know that second and third years put on a show. Mm. So to say, they, they did all the prep. They did the lighting design. They did it all in like augmented 3D on computers and stuff and mm. and built it all up. But I don't think it, it worked that well. And for us in first year, we had to... Because on our course, you go through each department. We had to then do a, an entire department online. That, I think, in itself was difficult because it it was something that we'd, we'd not done before, supposedly, some of us. And for me, it was. I mean, me and my friend who were in the same rotation group, which you go into different departments with, um, we'd done absolutely no lighting. And mm. we went into it, and it, it was... I hated it. I, I despised... <laughs> I... 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 I knew, I knew from the get-go, I was very open to these different departments. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do stage management. I might switch. I might, you know, curveball it up and just go hmm. wardrobe. I definitely wouldn't, but I knew that that I was open to it. But I... You're just so spontaneous, Sam. I'm You're just, just so spontaneous. This is like, so hard to kind of like, you know... I, well, you know... <laughs> and, and, and I, you know, I surprised myself by really loving construction I was like yeah I'm gonna do Mm. I'm gonna do half construction half stage management and then before it was scenic art and I was just flipping around but I knew I'd always said I'm not gonna enjoy lighting I'm gonna hate it and then we did it online and I was like I'm well I knew I was gonna despise every second of this it it was just there's I'm not that way inclined with my brain you know I'm there's like a thing people constantly were going oh you're either you're either a plug or a paintbrush that was someone that someone said to me in first year right (laughs) you're a plug or a paintbrush what are you and I was like well I paint I you know like I'm more what wait no yeah what what's the difference between a plug and a paintbrush so I suppose a paintbrush is either construction um scenic art wardrobe like more I I went to say artistic but it's not everything's artistic isn't it but more mm. um less I kind of using your yeah, brain I, more using your hands and building and making things a yeah I kind of get what you mean is you know designing the intricacies and and all the networks and and all the more much more technical it's much more brainy I feel like that's the mm. science and maths of theatre and I was never science or maths okay I I hated it then I hated it in school and I hate mm. it now um is that is that do you think part of it that when you go towards sort of lighting or um the kind of uh programming side that it's just yeah. it reminds you of just like school yeah, you yes. just like I definitely get that Yes, and the and the yeah. teaching. So this time we had teaching, which was it, I enjoyed it a lot more. I felt like I was properly using my brain, mm. but the teaching. They did sort of a background foundation knowledge of electricity, blah blah. blah. It was all it was all physics and electronics, Andy, and mm. 
not a fan. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a fan. It was, it was all these words, like capacitors and thermistors and circuits. And I was like, I, don't, I didn't sign up for this. I just wanted to no, read no. a light. Um, <laughs> and um, it, was, it was a struggle. And it was a struggle last year. I, like, I think it's because you can't see things. And there's so many, like the teaching for lighting, uh, there was one thing that really caught us all off guard. And even the tutors... Um, and that was they they were showing us all these different cables and so the more power that you have the the bigger the cable that you need right basic knowledge that I've now learned <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> no, are you a plug um, the more the more power that you need so it's a thicker cable it's a bigger plug mm. um as opposed to like your household 13 amp doodah whatever of course of course and they, they gave us like a set of pictures of these different cables and were like, link it, connect it to these lights um, and use any connectors and adapters that you need. And I was looking at the screen, like they're just pictures. And, and some of these cables, okay, you, when, you, when you get bigger, some of these cables are identical. The only difference is that the plug is this like cylindrical blue thing, the lighting guys are going to hate me if they ever listen to this. <laughs> it's, this cylind- it's this cylindrical blue thing. Right. And then it gets, it jumps up to bigger and it gets just bigger. It's just a bigger cylindrical blue thing. So a picture, right? It looks the same. It looks the same. And to someone that's a fresh faced lighting person, nah. I was like, I literally, I, I stared at it for a good 15 minutes and it was just like, I, don't, I have no idea what you're asking me to do. And I can't even question anything. I have no questions. My brain is empty. And I said, how, how did we know that that was the 16 amp and that was the 32 amp? And they both didn't know what to say. And they were just like, yeah, that's a good point, actually. It's just a picture. And, and, but in real life, they're bigger. And I just thought, and here's where we stumble and fall because we're never going to know. We're never going to know online and it's so hard and it was so tricky because I think this, this dynamic on Zoom, you don't want to ask questions. It's really awkward unless you're that, that anomaly of a person that's like, oh, actually, oh, hi, let me just, let me just butt in here, which there's always one, but it's not me. So I just sit there and just, you know, nod and, and try and be as expressionate as possible, but I wouldn't ask there's so many times, even in this lockdown, that I've not had a clue what's going on. Or random words have been said, and I'm just like, straight over my head. I had a whole page of technical terms that I just had to look up separately because I just didn't have the balls to, to to actually question anything. And that I think that's what makes it difficult because in person, a teacher- You think you would? I think a teacher can see when you're confused more so in person and they can right. sense that you're you're like what the fuck is happening as opposed to on zoom they look at it's just a bit different I think mm. there was a you you said something when I um when I spoke to you last you said something funny about like when you did a a particular zoom call and in a way the 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 tutor was like sorry, I know that was a bit boring or something. And 
I just I sort of thought about that and I was like, oh my god, like because it must be so hard for teachers as well because you they they've got that problem which is what you just said which is they can't feel when the energy in the room is gone like when it's like it's not it's not stimulating enough to keep people up and maybe that I mean maybe hypothetical here Sam okay I know you've been very passionate about your disapproval of lighting I do but maybe I I would just like to clarify that I do like lighting now (laughs) wait so after all that you now like lighting yeah I picked it (laughs) (laughs) I thought I the okay so now you like it but do you think that you would have liked it earlier had you been kind of in a room yeah so yeah 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 100 percent. i mean that so should we move on (laughs) the the point was the point was when we got back into the building they decided the way we were going to work the year was that we were going to go back into first year and not be second years so we were going to do that last apartment oh great in our first half of last year Mm. so i went back into lighting like for fuck's sake i like i thought i'd chewed this away and then i quite enjoyed it and i kept asking that there were still bits that really grouched me um because the dynamic in lighting is difficult it's very male dominated it's filled with people that have done it since they came out of the womb it appears and they just know every bloody thing under the sun and it doesn't give room for people that fresh to learn so much it's hard and they can often do all the jobs before you even know that a job exists and so that you don't you don't get to do it and Mm. that was my problem throughout doing it in person but um (laughs) as you know me i i complained i complained Mm. a bit uh Mm -hmm. and i had some people looking out for me and they they rejiggled some stuff and i did different fit-ups and i did different focuses where these people weren't necessarily there and there was a set pe- like number of people that were asked to go to it and it was a lot nicer and we got more time to just be like physically learning without the pressure of of know-it-alls in the room which is hard because they're, they're there to learn as well but it it's it's tricky um but in the end i ended up trying to fit in doing all the fit-ups amongst going into stage management on my next show and I just realised that I would never be able to do three or do choose two other rotations, departments and then fit in lighting. There's too much knowledge in lighting that I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, shit, man, I'm going to have to pick it because I actually really like, I like the learning size. I do. It's, it terrifies me. It terrifies me. And it's completely out of my comfort zone. But for some reason, I just... I just was like, no, no, I'm going to do it even though there's so many obstacles in the way. They're just going to have to, to deal with that. Are you, starting to, are you starting to find the, um, the paintbrush side of lighting more? You do it? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely appreciate the designing aspects now and 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 how yeah i think i just looked at it and thought i will never understand any of it why not because my brain doesn't work that way 
no, don't. And I'm, and I'm, and, and uh, like opposed to these other people. I'm technically like seven years behind, do you know, on that base knowledge. So, for me to learn would be a lot more difficult. Uh, as opposed to, you know, if I picked scenic art. Yeah, I was just about to say, if you when do you feel like you are that person when um, maybe you're in a construction environment or you are in a stage management environment because you had, which I was going to ask you about, experience that you had at the Nuffield before you went to RADA? Do you feel like you can be that person because you were doing shows when you were, I can't remember how, 21, 22? Mm, as in the youth theatre? Or no, as in like, as in working on... Um, as in the work, work the, on it? Yeah. Um, kind of, I just think I found it easier. I just think I... Uh, like, I just naturally fit in better in, in, in scenic art and construction. I don't know why, I just think people have their places where they fit in. Um... And I, as opposed to like, I saw some of the guys, like in my group, we had two boys that were really, really into lighting. And I saw them try and do scenic art and they really enjoyed it and they had a great time, but it didn't come naturally to them. And it's, mm. it's really interesting to see that people adjust really easily in some departments and just don't get on with others. Mm. Um, and I just really got on with it. And I think I had to make that decision whether I wanted to paint, because I paint anyway, whether I want to paint for me in my spare time or whether I want that as a job. Mm. And I don't think I wanted it as a job. And also scenic art is not just painting. It's, it's a really like, no, go on. It No, I was just gonna say like, it, it's it's like, it's massive, it's, it's gigantic features and it's yeah. not as intricate and it's not and sometimes it's just painting a floor black yeah Do you know and i'm just like i don't want to spend my time doing that i want to actually work my brain and get that background knowledge if anything to make me a better well-rounded stage manager mm. Mm. it's such an interesting um um course the one they do at rada because it sounds like like I lived with, and I've had on the podcast before, Tilly mm, yeah. and, a few, and, a, and a couple of others who did the BATP side at, at Central. And yeah. I, you know, because I, I can only compare it to um, my experiences of hearing them talk about it at Central. Mm. But it sounds like with the RADA course, there's, there's just, you do get that really interesting part of it, which is you all kind of turn up. Yeah. And then you all maybe have preconceptions of what you're going to do. So maybe you, you were talking about not liking lighting, but you kind of naturally and organically start to not like, you know, box yourself, mm. but like you find your place and you yeah. find the the way that your, you know, that your <laughs> your plug brain and your paintbrush <laughs> brain, the, yeah. the what's, what fits them best and whether that's lighting or... Mm-hmm. Um, programming or or stage management construction yeah. it's just whatever feels right i think that's such an interesting i don't have a question for that but i think it's just an interesting way of doing it and it's yeah. like if i was to compare it to an acting course i don't think you would always 
get that mm. it sometimes feels like you kind of just get like you get told this is how you do this is th- like this is what an actor is yeah. and like maybe yeah. you don't always again purely from central maybe you don't always get the actual kind of training in how to produce your own one man show or how to write in a mm. TV writer's room or how yeah. to um you know how to direct work or how to coach and those yeah. are sort of different avenues that actors can go in the same way that different avenues can crew can go yeah yeah it it's i think it's a great that's why i wanted to choose that course because mm. i knew in myself that i wasn't because i'd done one job in stage management i'd, I'd asm'd once and i and i just thought i can't base my my choice of career on that one thing because it, I could so easily fall into a different department and find out that I've loved mm. it because mm. I haven't been exposed to it before and there's so many curveballs there's so many curveballs in my year of people that have gone no no I'm lighting I'm lighting or no I'm, I'm straight stage management nothing's going to change my mind and they're now full sound <laughs> you know we had we had a, a, a straight stage management I'm doing that no chance I'm switching. She's gone into full sound. She's not doing anything else. We, we had um, a guy in lighting go, well, I'm here for lighting. He's now in stage management fully. Mm. Like people just like flip all over the place. And, and it's great because you just think, had you have just picked that and done it from the get go, mm. you would never know. I would have never. You wouldn't picked. have explored. Yeah. Yeah. I would have never looked at construction, at, which I still do love, but I've, would have never ever looked at lighting not even considered it it's so interesting um you mentioned that you did one show mm-hmm. but it was a quite a and the and, and you were like well no it was just ASMing and and stuff which yes. I, i'm i'm not sure that's that's fair on what it was because it was a tour and it, it was like you know yeah. it was a it was an established show. You don't have to say what the show was because it's we're not talking about the show, but yeah, we're talking yeah. about you in the show. Yeah. And like, I'm just wondering what that what that gave you, like, because there's, mm. again, this is slightly another question. Yeah. How did you go from? Because um, we were at youth theatre together, and yeah. we both acted together. Yeah. How did you end up changing? in a way, in the same way that you have done at RADA, which is finding your organic path there, how did you find the organic path when you're auditioning for drama schools into a backstage life? Yeah. Um, I think the, the job at Nuffields... It, <laughs> I hate being cheesy, but the job at Nuffields definitely changed ev- like everything my hmm. mind everything that's not cheesy shifted. Sam it, it, it's a little I nah, it's a little lame but I'm going to say it anyway it changed the direction of like, literally everything I had hmm. I didn't even and I know that they existed I know that you know stage management and lighting and sound existed but I think I was that twatty actor that exists that was just like I don't know anything i can't recall seeing a lot of backstage people at at youth theater 
I think I was blinkered. I was just obsessed with the, with people that were good at acting, and I didn't give anyone else the time of day. I'm that twat, and I hate them twats now. And I'm like, how dare you? You need to open up your eyes. And I, I blame that on my school and how exposed they allowed us to be to, to backstage stuff. They, they didn't support acting or drama that much. Um, and I think I went into this job and they knew that. They were very open to, to welcoming in complete beginners and they've, Nuffield have always stood by that. They, they bring in people that have no clue and they, they build them up. And they, they knew when I spoke to the stage manager on the phone, he was like, you've probably done some sort of ASMing in your youth theatre. And, and I had, and I had with um, Grace, another mutual friend, with, with her show that she wrote, you know, we sourced all the props and, and we organised it and we set everything. But I didn't know that was ASMing. And I went into that being a complete noob. And it was, it was first part of it was awful I mean and the so we had the meeting greet I got the the job on a Thursday and on the following Monday I started like it was last minute it was it was like snowball rapid and and we had the meeting greet and then that was it we were in London at this this massive studios rehearsing and on the first day I walked in with no laptop because no one had told me to bring one. An ASM, an ASM turned up to their job without anything to research props on. Like, do you know how bad that is? I just, I look back on that and think, oh my God, who did I think I was? What was I doing? What did I think I was gonna do that day? I did all my research <laughs> on my phone. It was atrocious. Um, and, That's and, you know I you, I mean you're saying that to me like I I've never ever thought about that but that is it's a really good point that it, you could just it's uh, that sounds a bit more of a kind of like an inside oh, a stage manager inside joke but oh, like that yeah. is such a good point because also you, I was just about to say well, why don't you do it on your phone but there's such a different in professionalism yeah yeah <laughs> having a laptop I remember and just him, being like flicking through your phone I remember him looking at me going have you brought a laptop then and I was like no. He's like, uh, <laughs> I think at that point he was like, oh, for fuck's sake, who have we grabbed in here? Oh, um, and it took me a long time. I'm not going to lie. I, of course it would. It's your first fucking job. Um, I mean, props to the Nuffield and that director for, you know, just kind of, yeah, for, for taking you on and kind of giving yeah, yeah, you yeah. The, and patience and everyone, everyone deserves that opportunity yeah. to kind of be, and have they, pa- someone be patient with them. Yeah. And they were all aware that I wanted to act as well, that I wanted to go to drama school and act. So they were all, mm. you know, going, oh, you know, it's good experience though as an actor to get ASMing experience because there's a lot of sort of intertwining between that nowadays. You can get both on shows. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Um, do, you think they, do you think they kind of like actually thought that or do you think they were kind of going like no no she would be a good I think SM. I think you can I mean the next show that was in after us uh, a guy that I met on that was the ASM and also ensemble and he was on stage oh, right. and he did both interesting wow um, yeah so I was like oh I don't think they're lying maybe it's not as common as what they said but mm. it, it definitely exists um, mm. and initially like, no no I, well, I don't, so, sorry I don't want to interrupt you I just because I don't want you to feel like I was making it out like no. they were lying to you because no, I just no, was like no because no, I think I think they were, I think it sounds like 
it, it, it could possibly sound like they actually thought that actually Sam would make a really good SM and if we sort of give her this if we kind of like, kind of like with like a young like a young person mm. like, if we push her that way we think she might lean more towards that I don't think they cared <laughs> I, that's that's savage they did not care at that point I it was it was difficult because they knew that I was so inexperienced that they almost didn't trust my judgment on a lot of things so it was really hard to to like cement that with them and for a while mm. you know if I was sent out and I was frequently sent out to to Westfield we were in Stratford at the time and I couldn't find something they would just be like we'll look harder it'll be there it'll be in that shop and I went, and I and I've looked around for half an hour and they 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 just wouldn't trust me in saying they I think they thought I was lazy or I wasn't doing it enough but I'd go around I think John it was John Lewis I was going around for I think an hour and I was like I have looked I've looked three times I've asked it doesn't exist like it's not here and they didn't believe me they wouldn't they didn't have that trust because I was so new and it was really hard from that point to get anyone to trust me and and I I went from London and <laughs> London was just ridiculous because I didn't realize that was a big studios I just I was blissfully unaware I mean mm. we had we had come from away in the rehearsal room next to us and I walked past I can't remember her name. I think it was Rachel Tucker. And she was like, oh, hi. And I just like, yeah, all right, yes. Uh, how's it going? And I just like walk past them all and just be like, you're just, you know, you're probably from another theatre that's sort of down south somewhere just rehearsing. No, they were. They were West End. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I should have, like, bowed down and, and worshipped you, but I didn't. Um, no, I think, got- prob- I think that's probably something that's done... A- a, a good thing yeah maybe keep that kind of blissful <laughs> unawareness um and then we got to london um we got to southampton and i think from uh, up until that point i'd struggled to fit in and i was still looking at the actors and thinking wow like look at you guys and i remember pinning up the costume and set ideas in the rehearsal rooms so they could see it and i was just staring at them and thinking wow i want to do what you're doing and it's so incredible and when we got to Southampton, I kind of just slid in really easily. Mm. Um, and the the guys there were just really friendly and really welcoming. And I think that even just that, how open they were to having me, made me like that more. Because it mm. was a different environment as opposed to, I think... Actors don't trust you if they think you're new and you're not good at your job. That happens. And there was a, there was a bit of segregation between that. Um, and I think when we went to Southampton, just like straight within days, within hours even, I was being spoken to and I'd been ignored quite a, quite a bit socially. Like I was just very mm. in my own head and straight away they, they were oh, you know, oh, we can help you. We'll teach you how to do that, you know. And it, and that environment, I think, just changed. It made me look where they were as opposed to the actors. So I was suddenly mm. looking in the workshop and I was watching them 
create these things that were being asked just out of the blue Mm. um and i think i was just amazed like i'd not seen that before i'd not i'd not been in the workshop i'd not seen like someone came in was like we need we need like a baby's cot and then like 20 minutes later this dude rocks up and and he's just made one i was like what what? Yeah, I, I never, I never get over it. I never get and, over and, it. There was, was uh, it was insane. And I was like, how have I been so blind? I, that, I was questioning myself constantly. I was thinking, I've been so oblivious all this time to, to everything, and it was crazy. I was looking at everyone in like awe. It was, it was mad. Mm. Um, and I think from that point, my my intent on what I wanted to do started to shift and the more that I understood what my job was and setting the props tables and organizing and and doing all the shout checks and 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 Mm. everything I I enjoyed yeah I started to get to know and then they started to trust me more and yeah and it, it was just this slow build up and by the time we went on tour I was I was like... You were pretty comfortable in the sort I was of the job. asking the questions. I was asking right. the, the producer. I was asking um, the, the the head guy in lighting. I was asking the sound guy. I was like, what, mm. what do I... What, now what do I do? Like, I've completely changed my... Like, what do I do? Do I go to drama school? And I, do I do a, a tech course? Do I do I do an apprenticeship? Do I just casi it? Do I just be a casual at all my local theatres and just build it up for years to get to a point mm. like what do I do? what's the easiest option um and a lot of them said that drama school was pointless and they said that the only pro to that is that you have that name of the drama school mm. um and you get some contacts through it but ultimately you learn on the job and I was like, well, yeah, yeah. that's true, because now I know what I'm doing. But I think um, that's kind of the same with, I think that's kind of the same with, I think, well, I don't think, I don't think that's like, I don't think that's true or not. I think it depends entirely on the, yeah. the individual. But I yeah. think that there's certainly something to be said for people just, that you do just have to, you do have to learn on the job. You do, yeah. like, you also yeah. learn in the school environment, but you also learn a lot of the time on the job. Mm. Um just just to go back i i did a um there was a i i when i did this show uh th- this director just on that kind of like the con- the whole kind of people who work in the workshop i just think is amazing yeah. and they just said we need this kind of we need this trolley that someone <laughs> can just fly back on uh that's attached to a rope but that when you put it into the uh into the black at the back it it needs to disappear and they just were like Mm, okay and genuinely about 15 minutes later they just came back and were like yeah we've done it yeah. I was like, what? how the fuck have you done that yeah. I just think it's amazing I just think it's amazing it's wild it's it's crazy um but yeah I mean I I asked I think he was the producer I'm just, my memory's so bad I think he was the producer I asked the producer or the assistant producer and he basically said go to drama school Yes, sorry, um, I interrupted your thing. No, it's okay. Um, he basically said, go to drama school, it will give you the name and it will let you, it will let, let you learn because it, it's tricky to get mm. in having only done one job. And I was like, that's my thinking. And before that tour ended, 
and it was only small it was only a small tour um we only went to three three places um i was already researching i was already mm. looking at every single existing apprenticeship i was applying to every single one um and by that point it was slightly too late to apply to some drama schools for their tech courses but rada was still open and bristol was and they are two that do the course where you go into each department so i was like okay i'll go there um and i had no intention that i was going to do it i just wanted to gauge what the interview was like because i thought i i kind of want a bit more experience because i don't think they're going to take me and i'd gone and done some community theatre and and tried to volunteer there and I tried to build up a bit but I just didn't I don't think I had enough and when I, I had they were awful interviews both of them I still I don't think they were good um Bristol I mean they they asked me why I'd even applied like what's the point of you applying you've already done a job and they're like you've gone on a, a regional tour and you're applying to go back to drama school like do you not have the contacts now and I was like, no, I don't, because initially I was shit. And like they, like, they don't think there's going to be far better ASMs out there. I need to, to learn. And they just didn't understand. Like, I was in this limbo of you've worked on a pretty well-esteemed show, mm. but you've worked on one. So anyone in the, in, in the industry is not going to take you because you haven't done enough. And anyone at drama school isn't going to take you because you've done a professional job that's gone on tour and it's had some decent names to it. And and I was like, okay, fuck. I, well, this is... I'm just going to do the interviews and just get it over with. And I had Rada the next week. And that was equally a bit of a... I think I'd just gone in like, I just don't care. Like, I'm just going to say it how it is. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> um, and then I forgot about it. I just forgot. And when I got the email, I was like so used to the auditioning process because let's face it, I was very unsuccessful and I was very used to getting the emails going, thanks so much for applying, but no. And I was like, oh, here we go. Here's another RADA email. Yeah, let's just open for, it up. For acting auditions, do you mean? For or acting, mean for yeah. Management? But you, yeah. they also emailed you right. for the tech course as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it turned up and I think I'd got back from work and I was just like, yeah, I'll just open it up in my car on my own. I just like, yeah, thanks very much. We'd like to offer you. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. I was, I was like, this ruins my plan. I was supposed to go and do some casualing. I was supposed to get some more experience. Now, now what do I do? Like, I didn't expect to get on a course and I didn't expect to get on a course in RADA. So I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, shit. So then I had to mull things over. Um... But here I am. Oh, oh my god! Um, so that's how, yeah. I here you, you are. Asked. I can't remember what you asked. There's two questions in that, but I, maybe I answered. That's that. okay. Um, you you mentioned about how actors are twats, and I want to kind of <laughs> del. I want to I want to delve in on that because yeah. I think there's I think I think there's some real substance to it. Um, I don't, not all actors are twats. Um, that's I, a, that, I, I wish I could do like a tagline for an episode. I'd do it as that. Not all actors. <laughs> I just um, think, yeah, sorry, ask, go. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. I'm just, I'm just really intrigued as to, I, because I spoke about 
uh, I spoke to Tilly with the relationship between stage managers and actors. Mm. And I don't know why it's thought of as like, it's, you know, I, I don't know why actors think that stage managers hate them. And I don't know why seemingly stage managers or people backstage hate actors. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I kind of get, a, I kind of get a gist of why stage managers hate actors because why wouldn't you? But I'm really intrigued to know why, how can, how, what is your relationship with actors uh, what's the, that's the first question what's your relationship sort of like with the actors because you also you have acted before on on the course with, a, with, just... with any with anything because I mean because you said okay. you said that you were that twat originally yeah, that was. you were that person like that. who didn't pay attention to the backstage um, and so how do you address that now when you are you I know think, in a show I think moving into backstage I could see I could see how they were disregarded, the backstage team, to some actors. Um, And how they just kind of expected you. Some actors, I think, see you as working for them, whereas you're supposed Mm. to work with them. Interesting. And I think there's sometimes, there's a bitterness with some backstage people that want to be appreciated for what they're doing. And sometimes they aren't. Mm. And I think that that, that dynamic, I d- it just creates a weird thing. I mean, and I, I think it depends on the company as well. I think there are some companies that everyone will just gel and everyone will get on. And I've done shows at RADA where, you know, we've all ended up at the pub together and it was all really nice and we all had a end of shows and, and that does happen. But generally, there's an actor's pub and there's a tech pub and they are different places and on a day-to-day basis we don't socialize with each other it's so weird um and it's it's, it's not weird i don't I, i'm not mean it's weird because it is it is weird but it's not uncommon it, yeah it's it's really separate and i think it's it's sad but there's you know the intimidation of going to that other pub and i've done it and then you end up being ignored because they've got all their friends there and mm. they, they don't want to just speak to you, then ward you off. And I think it's happened both ways. I think actors have tried mm. to come to our pub and then they're like, <laughs> oh, no one's talking to us. Or we've gone to their pub and we've gone, oh, no one's talking to us. But there's, there's no hatred. And I think we've, we've tried to work on that. And I'm, I'm friends with a few and rather do this... Um, I can't remember what it's called now, but they they do they put you into groups where you've got two tech, two actors, uh, and two people from the MA, and you all talk about your mm. courses. So you get to know what people are doing, and you get to know some other people on the courses. And I still see them around, and I I'll chat to them, and and we get on, and that helps navigate that issue a little bit. But I think. But it's still it, that that still doesn't sound like it's coming out organically. Like no, it's, it's not. like it's not established. The, the 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 times that I've felt have been really good with that is when it's been in a room, whether it's a rehearsal room or anything, yeah. and it's come from the perceived person in charge, whether it's the director or anything. Yeah. And there is a, a, a tone in the room that is set up that mm. is one of, like, mm. we're all in doing this together. And yeah. when it's not worked, and when I've been in rooms where directors have very clearly whether it's from tradition or not, yeah. have been like, uh, 
that talk almost like whispering to you as the ASM just being like and then kind of go okay uh, you guys and it's like why is there just this weird yeah separation in the community like I don't yeah yeah it it is weird and I think from both sides there are people that want to change that Mm. Um, but there's always going to be that odd person there's going to there's going to be that odd techie that's like fuck actors they're all big headed (laughs) they all think they're the 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 world's fucking gift to god and 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 i don't want to they're absolutely right (laughs) (laughs) they're absolutely right to think that but there's there's going to be actors that think because that person then shies away and they walk past Mm. you and they don't acknowledge Mm. you so then techies are rude they're rude Mm. and they sit in the dark too much and they're like wilted plants. That's the, you know, that's the assumption. So it's got to come from both ways. It has, totally. it's, it's got to come from both ways and it's difficult. And it, I think it's, it's within um, professional life as well because even on that show at Nuffield, the actors all went to a pub and the techies all went to a pub. The pubs, it's the pubs problems. It's the pubs. We and just I, sort it's the pubs just communication. Out. I went to mm. the actors pub and and it was only until one of the, one of the guys was like, "Where were you last night?" And I was like, "I was at the pub." And he went, "We weren't at our pub. Where were you?" And I was like, "I was at the oh actors' pub. God. I went with the actors." And I got dissed, and they were like, "How how dare you? You're such a traitor!" And I thought, "Why is there even a separation?" And eventually, when everyone got close, yes, we all hung out and we all had drinks. Mm. But there's it just takes ages. There's just this massive barrier. What um what can so in the kind of in the kind of um that's the kind of uh, that's a kind of bigger conversation on a sort yeah. of like on a smaller level yeah. what can actors do on a sort of every day do you think that could help that not help but that could be more uh, that, that what can you think of an example of when like an, you've worked with an actor and been like oh that's how that's that's a good way of conducting yourself that's a good way of kind of like being in the room and and vice versa for a tech crew, like a tech crew interacting with actors. Mm. With each other? Like how well, yeah, just, uh, but, but like, or like, what do you think? Because, so for example, for me again, is that I, I've worked, I worked on a show in my third year where the, and then when I, when I spoke to uh, Tilly on the podcast about this, mm. we sort of, it was interesting to hear her side of it, but, um, oh no, no. Let's we'll go to we'll go back to um, Nuffield with Max. Okay. And I know that you were kind of always like, oh, like you you were a bit blinkered. But I yeah. think that Max was good at sort of setting up. Max has been mentioned so much on this podcast, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and he was <laughs> he was he um, it. <laughs> yeah. And he's like you know Nuffield has closed he, recently, which is he really was sad, great at being but... like, this is your costume designer. Thank exactly. Them. They are doing a good yeah. job for you. Exactly, yeah. and I like may and when I spoke to Tilly about that, she wasn't too sure if that was kind of like sometimes gave a different dynamic, but certainly from an actor's point of view, that was always that was always well set up that you were yeah. always aware of what someone was doing, and in, you described it really nicely, which is you don't feel like they're working for you, you feel like they're working with you. Yeah, yeah. And I wondered if you can think of examples. You don't have to, but like examples of when you felt like actors were working with you as opposed to you having to work for them. Um, I think 
I think it's it's when it's a conversation, it's communication. It always boils down to communication. You know, some actors like to have personal props. They like to have mm. additional props where they feel like they're more in character. And when it becomes like a conversation, like, oh, I was thinking like maybe we could do this or or like, are we able, like, they're not telling you, they're not going, mm. you need to go and get me. Well, they're kind of, they're, it sounds like they're bringing, they're bringing you into the collaboration of yeah. making the character, yeah, exactly. which is the fun part of all of it. So. And it also lets you know that they know what your job is. Yeah. There are so, there are so many, even on the last show that I did, there are so many times, even at tech, when one of the company would come up to me and go, who sorts the props around here? And I'd be like, I've been with you for eight weeks bringing in props mm. <laughs> setting up the props tables like talking to to all of you saying where your props are organizing them every time you move them around and just chuck them willy-nilly everywhere and you're asking me who sorts the props i was i was so close to losing my shit that day I suppose that's the bottom line, isn't it? That's exactly that's what we're talking about. Of... That's the bottom line. You should absolutely, very least, know what an ASM does, what the difference between an ASM and a DSM is, what the difference between yeah. an ASM, DSM, and SM is. But a lot of people like, don't. And have respect. Yeah, but that's just, I can't understand how you could ever... A lot, a lot of people don't. Um, I think that's, yeah, it's... it's there's it's like I said there's that common feeling of of I think backstage departments feeling underappreciated and when an actor creates that conversation or that dialogue where where they clearly understand what you're doing and they're asking you to do something it puts you at ease because you know that they understand that they're, they're appreciating that that you actually have a job and it's not mm. it's not for them to dictate to you but it's for them to create like not just on them like it's also our job to be like oh you know are you up for having this prop like how does this feel mm. um to create that relationship and if that's not there that will automatically like fracture the yeah because it's the it's, then it's a collaboration yeah. as opposed to even if someone does know that's what we mean by like the bottom line is knowing yeah. what the job is <laughs> like because even if someone does know that you are the asm they can still like be like, yeah, you, ASM, yeah. go get me a prop. Whereas actually there's a level above that, which is still kind of the bottom line, which is acknowledging that, that you are yeah. the ASM, you know, knowing your name as a person as well, and not just being like ASM, mm -hmm. <laughs> but also as a, as a you know, because I've seen that as well. I've definitely yeah. met actors who have just been like, what what's the ASM's yeah, name? Yeah. Like, and I just, you know, People struggle with names sometimes. Who knows? But, but also... <laughs> this is the bottom line. Uh, you would you would know you would know the name of your other cast exactly. member. You would, and so like, so it's just it's about then being able mm. to bring them in, and because also like this, I I think it's I would be really interested. I want to try and get someone who's in uh, costume oh, yeah. on the podcast because I really think that the difference. I think there's going to be a, there would be a difference in actors with people in costume yeah. because. I really think that actors love going to the costume department and working with... with I think they do. I love it. Yeah. I think it's great. It's because it's like, 
Well, that's, again, that's me speaking my experience, but speaking to other actors as well. I think they love, because that's when they feel like they're getting into the clothes of the character, but actually the ASM is part of that conversation as well because they've got the props and mm, yeah. and, but, and it's, it's, a, it's part of it. But have you ever gone to one and been let down and got pissy that you didn't like your costume you didn't think that was how your character should look? Uh, no, I, I've not. And I'm not trying to say like I'm you know a, a, a daisy <laughs> but i've not but i do i am i know exactly what you mean and i do know people mm-hmm. who have done that because i think that it and i, yeah. I think costume designers or supervisors can be really on edge because of that because they don't want to upset the actor but is that, that that's down to vanity yeah, though as well that's just vanity because actually like you're not your job is to not dress your character yeah that's true that's very true (laughs) your job isn't that's just not it's like we had a teacher at central called vanessa who um she was always like look if you've done in your backstory that your character lives in a house with brown walls for whatever reason if you then go onto the set and the walls are green you have to change you can't because you wouldn't then be like oh no my character's walls aren't this and this doesn't this set doesn't look like my character's house it's not what i've drawn i've drawn this little house in my backstory you you would never do that so when you go into a costume fitting you can't just be like that my character wouldn't wear this yes they would because this person has worked on how your character dresses (laughs) not you that's a good point it's not my point. That's oh. Vanessa's. Oh, okay. All but right, I think sorry. it's. I think it's absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So don't. Don't. Yeah. I think it's absolutely yeah. right. Um, any more to say on that, Sam? <laughs> any oh, more to God. add? I. I think. You look like you were about I, to say something. Did I? Oh. Um. About. About. Did you? What. What steps people can do to. To create. No. If no, you don't have to say anything, no, you don't have to. <laughs> Carry on. See, that was I, I misread that on the Zoom. See, this is why oh, Zoom learning see. is hard. Um, so uh, what is uh, your recommendation oh, no. then, Sam? Because <laughs> we've gotten to the hour. I've kept you don't know how much I've I've kept you for longer than I said, as always. But what is your recommendation? Why? Because I've listened to everyone else's. And they've had such good recommendations, and I just think mine's going to be a bit lame and a bit goofy. No. And I also don't know. No. I don't think it's been recommended. But okay, I'll I'll tell you. I have a few, but I'll just do this one because that's the main one. Um, No, you've got to you've got to do the others now. So, (laughs) so in with what I had in mind, I thought we might do this more mid lockdown. Um, because I was like, oh, like, I feel that I've avoided watching dramas and realism because I don't want to watch people socialise <laughs> and I don't want to watch people right. do things. As, subconsciously, I've, I've just realised that all I've watched are, like, cartoons and animated series and all things that just aren't, aren't real. Um, have, you watched the, have you watched The Midnight Gospel? This is my recommend. This is my recommendation. Are you about to recommend the Midnight Gospel? Oh my this god. Is my recommendation. Sam, it's So and and I found it a while ago, but I've gone back to it again and again and again because I never can can fixate on both. 
I can't appreciate the animation and the speaking at the same time because it's just it's it is a trip it's a trip it's <laughs> honestly if you're you know if you're feeling down and you just want to you just want to watch something crazy just focus on the animation because it's it's wild and you're just like what but then can you can you try yeah could try and explain Midnight what Midnight Gospel, Gospel is an animated series on Netflix about a guy called Clancy who lives in a caravan and he visits different worlds and he interviews a person there and then he collects a pair of shoes and he goes back to his world. But he interviews people for his... Yeah, it's a yeah, podcast. It's a podcast. And, and it's a real, it's a real yeah, podcast I, that has then work out, had I animation put on whether, top of it. They they do the podcast first and then they animate it. But I don't think they do because they add in little songs and they add in little like additional ad libs to what's going on in the cartoon. Yeah. It's it's honestly, it's like I don't know I don't know how much of it is real or not, but if it's if it's if it's it has to be the part of it has to be kind of the script has to be sort yeah. of like artificial. But it's the most if it, if it is artificial it's the most amazing pieces yeah, of writing and, <laughs> and just like it's but the the stuff they talk about is so it's deep it's it's intricate and deep and really yeah. kind of weird and if you want to stimulate your great brain, and lovely <laughs> like that yeah. is the, that is the thing to listen to because they they talk about some great things some really in-depth things about life whilst you know some cartoon president is shooting zombies and it's it's yeah i just love it and it's in all like set in space and it's all aliens it. and it's just it's like so crazy it's crazy and that's been a really nice thing when i'm just like oh life is so dull and then you can just mm. watch something so mad <laughs> it's great i do love the midnight gospel so watch that so your recommendation is the Midnight Gospel, and it is on Netflix. I love that you Netflix. already guessed what I was going to say. Because I, I was just about to say, I, I think it's the kind of... Th- I could so imagine I you do. loving something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Marsh. Sam, Mar- Sam Marshall. I always say I always say to people, your name is Sam Marsh. It's that's not the name Sam of my Marshall. painting Instagram. Marsh. It's not Marshall. Yeah. So that's probably confusing. Because I see you entirely as a you just Instagram are presence. With me. No. Uh, yeah, this is true. This is <laughs> true. You've called you've called me out on my own yeah. podcast. Uh, Sam the painter Marshall. <laughs> Sam Marsh paints. Sam Marsh paints. Thank you very, Thank very, you very so much. much. This podcast is produced by me, Andy Sellers, with original music by Danny Hall.